0: If you like ChatGPT, you will love the new GPT Store with thousands specialized GPTs to play with. It's Wednesday, January 10th, 2024 and this is Episode 90 of Yay Space The Tech Review. This is the place where you get the most important news from innovation, technology and social media. I'm Tarik Mamluk and for the first time this year by my side I have Vincent Irmler. Vincent, how are you? <laughs> I'm good. I'm excited
1: to be here. Thank you so much. I love the episodes that uh, came before that, the cookie one. Very much love that. Uh, I'm excited for more. I'm excited for more. Not for more cookies, Google. No, but for yeah.
0: anything else. Yeah,
1: <laughs> I'm excited for my privacy.
0: <laughs> right. Okay. Uh, let's jump into the GPTs. And now this. Here is what you need to know. OpenAI launched a store for GPTs, custom apps based on its AI models this week. Namely, I think uh, two days ago, because today is Wednesday, right? (laughs) Before listing their GPTs in the store, developers need to ensure their compliance with OpenAI's updated usage policies and GPT brand guidelines. And developers can use OpenAI tools GPT Builder to create AI-powered chatbots without needing coding experience. It's currently unclear if the GPT store will include a revenue-sharing scheme with no firm plan for GPT monetization revealed by OpenAI yet. And I think this is the most important thing because everyone expects to get rich now that they can uh, create GPTs, custom GPTs uh, without programming experience. And so I guess that this uh, GPT store is going to be filled up in the next weeks with millions of custom designed uh, GPTs. And everyone expects, of course, some kind of revenue sharing by, by uh, OpenAI. Um, this, this thing is... Um, I also struggled with this whole missing monetization feature. And so I Googled a little bit if there's some kind of announcement, but OpenAI, they they already had like a delay. They wanted to start this uh, already last year. Now it's, I think yesterday, no, two, uh, this week on Monday, it was released. Um, and I found on uh, tech.co a short Summary of what you need to do to actually publish a GPT or maybe one step uh, back for everyone who does not know what a custom GPT is uh, You all know that chat GPT is this great chatbot that you can use to summarize articles, to get uh, recipe ideas for your pie, or to uh, extract data from an Excel sheet or whatever. It's a very, very smart chatbot. And this concept of GPTs is now a pre-configured modification. So for example, if I now want to have a specialized GPT, uh, which is always presenting me uh, great ideas for cooking, uh, but I'm very bad at cooking, and so I want to get recipes that even a 10 year old could cook. Then I can configure this in my prompts. I can set up like this environment, this context for my GPT. I call it like bad cook GPT or something. Mm-hmm. And then whenever, whenever I talk to this particular GPT and I ask them, oh yeah, I only have apples in my fridge. Uh, what should I do? then this GPT will automatically talk to me, like with a a 10-year-old, and uh, explain exactly to me how I can make a great pie with only apples in my fridge, Uh, because this is already predefined. And the the great thing is um, people can be very creative, right? This is something that OpenAI can't do by themselves, create millions of custom uh, GPT bots. Uh, Now so you can now go into the store and select your bot, which is funny, or which is helpful, or which speaks in a certain language, uses a certain vocabulary, or already knows what to expect. If you go to ChatGPT, you have to write all that down in the context, and then you can start. And this step is now encapsulated in these GPTs. So, Uh, and now everyone is waiting, (laughs) what is going to happen, and especially regarding monetization. How can you make money with this? Can you sell these GPTs at a certain point of time? Right now, you can just configure them. Vincent, what would you build as a custom chatbot?
1: <laughs> I, I mean, the cook, bad cook thing is uh, high on my list. I'm a big barbecuer. Is that a word? I'm barbecuing a lot. Like, no matter what. Like, currently we have 10 degrees out there Celsius, and I can tell you, I'm gonna barbecue tonight, anyways. But um, what I'm, I don't know, uh, what I would, cu- I'm curious about not only monetization. I'm also curious about ownership. Uh, of the GPT that you're publishing. I mean, obviously, it's intellectual ownership is yours when you publish a GPT. But the use of it, that is, I think, more critical. And I can see, for example, OpenAI currently bursting into the B2B space, right? As a B2B service provider, uh, specifically paired with Azure uh, as a cloud provider, this can be really dangerous for a lot of other companies, a lot of other competition um, that they have, like AWS. And what I'm thinking is that Um, even if OpenAI would not be able to use the GPT that, for example, you are creating to sell to a B2B customer because they would be making money with your intellectual property. And even if they... I don't know, don't give you, can't give you a stake anyway, so they can't do it. Um, I, can, I I would ask myself if this is probably the moment where just the same as Apple does it with the App Store, they're seeing, obviously they're seeing where the engagement goes, what people are doing, why people are doing it, because they see the whole infrastructure, the whole system, and therefore I can see that OpenAI suddenly is going to be very inspired about a lot of other, other uses that they then can provide in the B2B space. So... I think that's a clever move. I don't think it's going to be a big revenue driver, but I'm really curious to see what kind of inspiration this is going to be for GPT, uh, for OpenAI.
0: Yeah. And you just mentioned the very, very important uh, part, because if you use the custom GPT in your chat GPT, it's basically an app store in the GPT app if you're using it for on your iPhone, for example. And this is something that Apple does not like, right? Having like a an app store within yeah. one of their apps. And it might be that they get in conflict now with, with Apple. And maybe, and this is now, of course, just speculation, uh, what happens if they get uh, like their their agreement with their mobile app revoked by Apple and they fly out of the App Store, this would be very, very hard uh, to get by because it's, of course, very convenient to just open the ChatGPT app on your phone. If you can't do that, you must use the browser. And this is very cumbersome. Uh, Open the browser, uh, log in, just to use um, all all of this functionality. But this might get quite serious. Yeah.
1: I can see that this would be getting serious but I think uh OpenAI definitely wants to stay on iOS and on macOS and so I'm what I'm thinking is that also because they need the sandbox to run on macOS so I'm thinking that probably they're just going to do what everybody else does they're going to heavily advertise that if you purchase stuff outside of the apple ecosystem you're going to get it 40 percent off because 40 or 45 mm. or something like that like that 40 to 45 percent is the cut that apple takes uh for in-app purchases i'm not sure don't quote me on the 40 40 i shouldn't <laughs> have said that in a podcast but <laughs> Apple is going to taking is is taking a stake. This is what you usually get deducted when you buy purchases outside of the Apple ecosystem. And if you want to purchase it via iOS, well, then you just have to look live with the markup. And, and I'm I'm thinking that this is what's going to happen. But it's going to be much more complicated for GPTs because I can see that people will be much more regularly buy GPTs. I think this is the classic case of. Um, it's a classic case of micropayments, and I think we have some pre- predecessors to that. I think we can see it with Alexa. I hope I don't set anybody's Alexa off right now. Uh, we can see with Alexa where you know the, the, the idea of Alexa is you tell her to do this and that, and then she's downloading the skill for that and is executing it. And remember, Chrome and Chrome OS started in the same way, no apps, just a Chrome Mium browser ish thing that where you type in you want to open a document and it's it's downloading the skill in the background, op- uploads the uh, opens the document and after deletes it again. So yeah. I think this is where we're heading and therefore I think it's gonna be difficult and also very a dangerous place for people to drown in a lot of micropayments they don't expect to add up as much as they do.
0: Yeah, right. One small clarification because you uh, mentioned Microsoft Azure or, or Microsoft uh, before. Yeah. This particular thing uh, that is now launched by OpenAI is exclusively available on ChatGPT or like the OpenAI native platform. So you can't use it yet in Bing or um, on Microsoft Azure. And you even need a ChatGPT plus or enterprise license for that. So it is not available in the free version that you have on the web. Um
1: wow. Yeah, yeah I, I probably was uh, unclear about that. What I meant with Azure is that I think that using the inspiration of the custom GPTs that people will build now, I what I meant is that uh, probably at le- I'm, I'm sure that Microsoft will try and I'm pretty sure that OpenAI is going to be open to that, uh, will push with creative new ways of OpenAI inspired by the App Store it will push into the B2B space.
0: Right. And uh, because I started talking about this uh, 10 step introduction uh, on, where was it? Um, on tech.co. Uh, just uh, to complete my sentence there, uh, they have like a list of what you need to do to create your own GPT. And it's step one get ChatGPT. ChatGPT Plus or Enterprise. This is the Funded prerequisite. Funded by OpenAI. <laughs> by OpenAI, right? Yeah. <laughs> then start building, which is quite easy because you get like a form. You just type in uh, what is like the persona, or what uh, is like the prompt environment. So the coding
1: that... is the prompting.
0: Yeah, exactly. So so you can code without code. It's like a no-code no uh, application that you are building. <laughs> uh, step three, come up with a niche. It's like, for example... Cooking. Very good (laughs) apple cooking. Number four, name your GPT. So you see it's a very complicated instruction. (laughs) (laughs) Then number five, add instructions and examples. It's everything that you can just type in. Uh, Number six, test it. Number seven, publish it, which is just a click so that you can submit it to the store. Number eight, uh, make it public. And with this, they mean uh, advertise it, send out like a new newsletter or tweet about it so that people can find it. Number nine, let the GPT store work its magic, <laughs> meaning uh, millions of people are going to uh, download your GPT and scroll use it.
1: over it. Millions of people will see it, not understand right. and go up and, and you know move along (laughs) right?
0: and step number 10 is create content using your own gpt and this is quite interesting because uh with this whole talk about making money and get millions of people using your gpt of course you can also just create a gpt for you so if you have like the same thing that you're doing every day with chat gpt you can just build like a custom gpt for you and only yourself if other people want to use it cool but uh, you can also use it simply as a tool for yourself. And this is also very cool. And I think this is probably the first thing that I'm going to do with my custom GPT. I don't build it for anyone. I just build it for me.
1: (laughs) Um, But Tarek, while we're at it, um, but wasn't I now already able to build my own GPT in the sandbox?
0: Not in this particular form. Um, This is persistent. Uh, The the thing is, you we're able to do the same things in the past, but now you can give it a name and store this configuration, this prompting, this, As uh, this context. As a safe kind of. It, it's safe. And so yeah. uh, in the future, so I was able to create like, my Pi-making GPT in the past, but I had to copy and paste like the, the prompt into the context, and then I was able to do it. Now I can simply give it a name. You are my Pi GPT. And then uh, it, the the rest is, is happening automatically. It just says, "Hi, I'm your Pi GPT. What what do you have in your fridge?" For example, I could say uh, give me always the same greeting or something like that.
1: "Well, I'm excited. What cakes are you going to what are you going to bring?" Yeah.
0: <laughs> now I committed to create the uh, Pi GPT. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, thanks for listening to Yay Space. This was, if this was valuable for you, you should subscribe to us so that you never miss an episode. And with this, stay awesome, see you tomorrow.